0: What is going on, everybody? So as we're going to start this podcast today, the just going to say a podcast about 10 minutes before we started, uh, the landscaper showed up. And so uh, I'm sitting here like crossing my fingers for the last 10 minutes that he was going to be done leaf blowing right outside my window before we actually got this thing going. And the answer is no, he is still leaf blowing right outside the window. So you're just going to have to put up with that for a few minutes until he gets done. I guess that's the gives and the takes of doing something live because I could, if this was not live, just wait a few minutes and then hit the record button. But that's not how it works around here. Welcome everybody to the Just Gonna Say It podcast. I am having a great week. Things are going pretty awesome. I'm just having fun. And so I wanted to share some really fun things with you today that, we've, uh, that I've been thinking about, some stuff that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, there's just bunches of fun stuff going. Um, the Super Bowl was this weekend. Uh, I think NASCAR starts up next week. So that's racy stuff. Formula One is in two weeks, two or three weeks, first weekend of March. So, you know, that's pretty cool. And it's like 77 degrees here today, so when I ran your pickups to the post office just a little bit ago, um, I got to, you know, have the sunroof open and listen to loud music and do normal kind of springtime things. Downside to that is all the pollen on the car already, but you know, it's it's happening. So yeah, things are good. For those of you that are new to this, uh, we have guitar videos all week, pretty much, and um, usually we do a guitar technical kind of thing on Monday. We do the live podcast on Tuesday. We do news on Wednesday, and we have a live Q&A on Thursday, Uh, and all of this content is available ad-free on Patreon now, so there you go. Uh, It usually lags a little bit, the paid stuff, because of how the YouTube stuff because of how upload stuff works, but more or less that's that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So things are, things are going, going well. Just say hi to everybody in the comments over here. If you have guitar questions, please put them in the comments or questions about anything else. I don't really care. Um, and, um, We'll also drop what we're doing for super chats, but I've got five specific things that I want to talk about. Um, Some stuff that I was looking at this uh, was looking at this week and thinking about actually thinking about um, just lately, Um, because I'm kind of I'm exploring. You know, I go through these cycles. Making content and stuff where, you know, you have a whole list of things to do. And so you blow through these videos and you're like, what are you doing? You know, I've got a few in the can still, but like, what are you, what's coming next? And kind of thinking about what I, the content I want to make. And I am, this sounds crazy to say, but I was playing over the weekend and, um, just hating everything, like just and I don't mean hating everything, but just not getting sounds that I wanted. You know, you go, have you ever gone through these cycles where you're like, oh my goodness, everything sounds amazing and this is awesome? And then you get to a spot and I don't know, you plug in on a random Thursday afternoon and all of a sudden you're like, I don't like this overdrive pedal anymore. I don't know what happens in your head. I'm not really sure what, what goes on there because I've been playing a lot. So it's, I feel good playing, but I don't know. It's just something's weird. So, um, and I like what I have, but maybe it's just, I want, you know, you're always looking for something new, like trying to feel fresh. So, I, after talking to Steve Sterlacci last week on the podcast, I'm really thinking, um, that I'm going to go down the the modeling road again. I have a tube amp now. I'm not going to get rid of it, but I, I am thinking, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I'm going to tell you some stuff that we've got coming that I haven't told you about. I'm going to tell you some stuff, uh, that I'm doing and some collaborations coming up. So, um, Yeah, this is kind of just one of those, the Aaron Jones second art LP. Ooh, that sounds fun. Um, The Adam Jones, I mean. You know, I was actually thinking about that, maybe wanting to get an Adam Jones Epiphone. I have some really kind of fun content coming up that I think you're going to dig because we're going to build up a couple of guitars. Sorry, I'm looking through the comments as we're talking. Uh, get in the comments and let me know where you're from and where you're listening from, I should say. Um, okay, so first thing, uh, really cool thing I want to tell you about, I'm really excited about, and this is not a plug because it's sold out already. I'm just really excited about it. Um, I go to Texas Toast in Denver, Colorado on March 27th, that last week of March, to do another pickup winding workshop, but I'm going to stay the whole week. Uh, For this one, because we're going to be building some really neat stuff. I'm kind of really excited about it. Um, And then I think I'm going to be out there again in um, August. And then another time, I think, I don't necessarily know that this is announced yet. But I think we're going to probably shoot for another one in October. So go to uh, Denver three times. The reason why I like doing those things, um, obviously it's fun to hang out with all those guys. And But what I really like to do is to meet as many people in person as possible. And on that week of doing that stuff, I get to. It's really, really fun. I really enjoy it. And I really like teaching this stuff. Um, I say teaching. It's not that hard. So... there's, you know, things you got to know, but it's fun. It's fun to have, I've got, what, three Mojo Tone winders now, and we've got, you know, multiple soldering irons and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun to show somebody who's never done it before how to wind a pickup. It's just one of the coolest things. I didn't know that I was going to like it so much. I mean, teaching somebody else um, this particular thing. Because I was really worried that it was going to be, I don't know, maybe, I guess, too hard for a lot of people. Because, not that it's difficult, but, you know, I'm grabbing a spool of wire, like, that's thin, you know? And it breaks that easy. Oops, sorry. It breaks that easy, like not that hard to break it, you know? So I kind of was thinking, oh, maybe this is going to be too hard to do or it's going to be too frustrating for a lot of people and they won't kind of be inspired or fulfilled by it because they'll be fighting it the whole time. But man, is it a blast. It's so fun. And um, so far, we're batting a 100 on um, batting a 1,000, I guess, on um, success rate. Nobody has gone home with a pickup that doesn't work. So that's really, really fun. Um, Really enjoying it. What's up, Jim? Man, there's a whole bunch of people. I'm excited about the new Epiphone JJN in Pelham Blue. Nice. Okay. Chris wants me to come back to Helix. You know, I am thinking about that we'll get into that in a minute because that is actually on my list there's some things i'm actually really excited to try this year and I'll, I'll probably get your y'all's input on it here so anyway these live events are really fun uh the one in in march is sold out I i want to say the one in august is sold out too um and then i think we're going to put one in october and i'm working on one for the east side of the country too but i haven't figured it out yet We are thinking about doing, we're not thinking about, we're working on uh, doing a pickup winding workshop in Nashville. Which I think will be super duper 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 fun. Um, Let's see here. Some other people got some new stuff too. Very cool. Um, Another thing I'm really excited about. Um. All right, well, yeah, let's talk about the amp thing Since everybody's talking about amp things So I think the frequency of release of modeling amplifiers And digital technology is going to continue to accelerate Over the next couple of years And I'm really excited about it Because um, The delta has gotten so tight between everything Like everything is just so good that um it's just kind of which flavor do you want at this point um chris was wanting me to come back to helix because i did have one before i had an hx stomp which has all the brains in there um i had a kemper before i'm really tossing around buying a quad cortex i'm really tossing it around i haven't decided if i'm going to do it yet but it's a lot of money um But I've been hearing some stuff. I went down this entire rabbit hole the other night. Uh, Some stuff that Ribia Masad has been doing with his quad cortex and then some people that he's been playing with. And then, of course, you watch um, Megadeth is using it now. uh, All that kind of thing. So I'm kind of really excited about that. We got a super chat. (laughs) From Slacker Deluxe. He says, Hey Dylan, is there any kind of database known of known pickup specs, number of winds, wire diameter, etc.? There is, actually. Um let me see if I can find this and not sound super clunky about it while we do that. Um, because it's hard for me to type. There's a couple of old, old, like GeoCities websites. Try guitarhq.com slash pickups. And that's going to give you... Well, here, I can actually show you, can't I? So right here, for those of you that are watching on video, um, you'll see... It's just this old, like GeoCities kind of website, and you'll see um, most of the old Fender. Now, these are, of course, in very various states of different years and stuff, and you know, Fender changed their stuff a lot more than you know than we realize. But so it's not like law because there's what three thousand pickup combinations that Fender used, but that's a good there's a good one for you. Um, try that, try that to start with my QC is so sweet. Only downside is the situations is live situations. But aside from side that, uh, but aside from that, it's incredible. That's interesting. Cause I know a lot of people using them live. Um, my guess would be if you don't like it live, you're not using any ears or some kind of personal monitoring. I've actually been thinking about, I had a couple of companies reach out to me to do in-ear monitors. And I never cared about having them before because they don't play out that much. And when we do, we don't use them uh, anymore. You know, play out a whole lot lately. And when I do, I don't use them. However, I've been really thinking about using them around here, like when I record. Um, I'm interested in trying it. Anyway, so that's kind of one of the things. Um, but yeah, this the, the amp thing is interesting. The other thing I've been thinking about doing is buying a um, Universal Audio Oxbox and then just having tube amps and using that. But I don't know. I'm just, well, I should say, let me say this. I would like to get in a situation. Um, I had a company the other day say, hey, do you want us to send you something? And what I really wanted them to send me was a new amp that they just came out with. But I can't use that amp where I live because of noise considerations. I just don't have anywhere to shoot that's quiet. I can't, you know, I can't be loud. But if I had an Oxbox, then I could use said amp and be able to record with it here. And so that might be something that I'd be really interested in doing. And having that sort of mix. I like the um, what is that thing? The Black Star St. James with having the, the tube stuff with the digital back end so that you can use it um, in any situation. I really, really, really like that. And But it would be nice to have a couple of different flavors. Um, yeah, so that would, that would be interesting. And I love my ToneMaster uh, Princeton too, but I don't know, I'm just kind of exploring kind of exploring so the aux box and a couple more amps or maybe the quad cortex i don't really know either way i will probably get an aux box so that it opens um more review opportunities up to the channel so that i actually can review amps that i currently basically can't use um so that might be a thing too Uh, that's something that we're thinking about also um I don't remember, in your wax potting video, did you go over the reasons to wax pot and the difference between wax potting humbuckers and single coils? I don't know if I got that specific with it. Um, it's not that much different. You just wipe them off different, really. Um, you need an extreme ISO booth. I See, I've thought of that. I have thought of that. And, and yeah, that would be ultimate cool because then you could use worry about mic placement and actually mic and amplifier but i don't have room um for those of you that don't know since we um came off the road we i'm in a two-bedroom apartment so ooh, the two notes is a good idea too that's an excellent idea these are all things that i've been thinking about i didn't think about the two notes though in fact i'm going to write that down So thank you for bringing that up. Um, Because that thing works pretty good too, doesn't it? Allegedly, like from everything that I've heard, um, that might be a good idea as well. Uh, Yeah, super cool. Let's talk. uh, So I guess that's the thing about the AMP stuff. I'm really excited about where it's going though, Um, in general. I'm really excited about the crossover I think we are in an interesting time with a lot of technologies inside and outside of guitars, just everywhere, where conventional technology, analog, quote unquote, we'll call it technology and, you know, stuff from 2023 is kind of in a crossover phase where um, they're both available. You know, it's like gas cars and hybrid cars, right? Um, Probably a bad example, but there's a lot of things like that right now where you could go super old school with it or you could go really super new techie. And I really like watches, you know? I really like that crossover point where you can explore all of this stuff. And so I'm sort of excited. One of the things I want to do on the channel is concentrate, because I'm just tired of doing argue stuff that makes people argue. You know, the tube amp is better than the blah, blah, blah. Whatever, I don't care about that. What I care about is I just want to explore it all. I want to try as much of it as possible. So I'm kind of really excited about the possibility of having a little of both around at the same time, which I've never done. I've always actually been all tube or all digital. I've never had a crossover like I do now. And so to continue that, it would be really cool um, to be able to do that. Check out Rev. You know, that's cool because they do have uh, that setup. I don't like their, mm, I don't want to say I don't like their amps. They sound amazing. They are just not my um, if I had a rev it would be amp number three if that makes sense. It wouldn't be my number one. I would love it and I would use it sometimes and I would definitely use it in some videos for some stuff but I it wouldn't be my number one amp so because uh, they're awesome. But I, I, unless they have something that I have not considered, and maybe that's my fault because I feel like I've always considered them to just be kind of high gain territory, which is cool, but not my number one. You know what I mean? Um, as far as amps go. So I'm kind of interested. I would be interested to see what they have other than, other than that, if they did have anything. Old school looks with hyper-cutting edge technology or performance. Yeah, I agree with you. That makes sense. That makes sense. And the other thing, too, is a lot of this digital technology is getting cheap enough where you can afford both. It used to be, you know, you could buy a, a twin for, well, back then you could buy a twin for 1300 bucks, And you could, or you could buy a Kemper for seventeen, but most people couldn't buy both. But now a lot of this stuff is like barely more expensive than a couple of pedals. You know, the Line Six Helix. I was just looking this morning. The Line Six Helix or the Line Six HX Stomp, full on model, modeler You wouldn't need anything else. Is this big? Fits on your pedal board. And it's five ninety nine. So you know you could buy um, a decent amp and that thing, and have all your pedals, and you'd be able to be flexible, be able to play tube or digital fully, or be able to play with an amp and use some of the effects in that with your tube amp. So a lot of flexibility, which I think is really neat. Silly question. Is the magnetic field on a P90 wider than like a Strat single coil in the same way that a humbucker is wide? And does that correlate to the range of frequencies picked up? The physical width does not correspond to the frequencies picked up as much. Um you pick up more of the string on a humbucker because you have actual two rows of magnets on a P90. You only have one. The P90 is a big single coil. The, the only P90s are, and I think they're a real misunderstood pickup. First of all, they're hotter than a vintage. Like if you, a PAF versus a P90, a P90 is hotter, way hotter, even though it's a single coil. Um, the coils bigger, the magnets bigger. Um, the inductance happens in one place instead of two stupid way to say it, but it's kind of true. Um, but it's just a big single coil with a bunch of magnet. That's all it is. And it's got a different shape coil and magnetic field than a strat. I mean, you know, if you look at a, Obviously the, the, the bobbins are really really different sized and shaped you know um, this one's tall and skinny, the Strat one's tall and skinny and this one's really short and fat uh, and but the P90 has way more winding on it and way more magnet. so yeah, cool. How are you liking your SG? Uh, I love it. I have been playing it a bunch. Keith H. Speaking of Keith H., not to just call you out. I got your email. And I got your stuff. And it's going back out tomorrow. Because I'm a nice guy and that's just that. Sometimes things happen to people beyond their control. And we're just going to take care of you. Because let me tell you what happened. Keith ordered some pickups from me. And then somebody smashed his mailbox. And the mailman was like, eh, I'm just sending it back. Which is stupid. He should've I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. So we'll just send it back to him. I got your freight and stuff. It's no big deal, man. No big deal. We take care of we take care of our peeps. I appreciate your patronage of the business. Some gigs are no amps on stage and lots of cool options these days. Absolutely. You know, a couple of the other ones that are neat too is like the Black Star. Whatever that, what is that pedal? The 100 whatever, you know, it's like this long. It just came out. We just had it in the news a couple weeks ago. Um, I want to love P90s, but I can't get past the hum with gain. Um, you gotta try some good P90s, dude. Uh, I will use some P90s with some gain and some videos coming up. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, and you tell me if you think they're too noisy. I don't think so. Remember that we don't do a whole lot of post-processing around here. I don't like noise gate anything. I hate noise gates. Um, and I play with a lot of gain uh, on stuff that I don't play in videos. Here's a funny thing. I was just thinking about this the other day. People get on me all the time for playing the exact same riffs in videos. And here's there's two reasons why that happens. One is because consistency for comparing things is helpful. Once you've heard that same riff a bunch of times, I'm not—I'm not the only one that does it. Um, Tony, I got the idea actually from Tony Polo Castro, who does the acoustic letter. Is that what he does? He does acoustic stuff, but he plays the same riff in every video, so that you can hear it. I don't totally say play the same riff, but I kind of play the same same stuff. That's number one reason. Amped one. Yes, that's right. Um, amp. And then the second reason is because I don't play that kind of music when I play music, not on videos. And I've been thinking about this lately. I'm kind of tired of not doing stuff that I like. And so um, you might see the sound change. And if you don't like the video, you don't like the video. I don't care. you know. But I feel like 90% of the comments are, you don't play clean enough, or I want to hear it on the edge of breakup with a boomer bend because you don't sound like classic rock. I'm just kind of tired of hearing it, so I just don't care anymore. So you're probably going to hear that sound change a little bit. And that is kind of what's got me on this whole other thing about amps because I am really people have said to me for a long time to like pickups don't make that much of a difference you should um talk more about amps and I disagree well I don't disagree I uh I see their point for sure I I don't I want to make a video on where I think you should weight your concern about your guitar, obviously, what the guitar is made of and what it's painted with, and all those sorts of things are way at the bottom of the list for how the guitar should what should inspire you about a guitar. I think pickups are important, but I also think they're only part of the part of the program right and and I have not concentrated on amps that much on the channel. So I've been kind of thinking about that. Um, And then wanting to play, you know, different stuff. And to me, a a good amp is really, really inspiring. And a bad amp is really not inspiring. I kind of don't care about the guitar. I could play any guitar, it doesn't matter. Any radius, any neck profile, any anything. That doesn't bother me so much. But if the amp sucks, I'm kind of out. Um, Now I know that sucky pickups are out too. But I have good pickups in every guitar that I own right now, obviously, because that's what I do. Either they're great out of the box or I've replaced them with something that is. So the guitars are good. I have good guitars. Um, And I have good amps too, but I want to continue to explore that. Anyway, that's the whole thing I've been going down that road. It's kind of funny. Oops. Let's see. We got another super chat. Hippo character spins around in his chair. Oh, because you sent me a sticker. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I forget about those stickers. Josh at JHS did a whole video admitting he's been using a Kemper for over a year and no one noticed. Pedal demos have been digital direct over 18 months. So let me tell you something about that. I actually had this conversation with Leslie a couple weeks ago. Um, I have actually... Somebody just sent me an email. Hey, I heard you're getting back into modeling. So somebody must be paying attention. Um, I was just talking to Leslie about this the other day. Telling her that I'm... Con- So I did two videos in a row. I've done more videos in a row than that, obviously. But these two in particular. One, I used the Fender Tone Master. And the other one, I used the 6L6 Blackstar. On the Tone Master video, somebody went on and on and on and on. A bunch of people, actually. Went on and on in the comments about how amazing it is. Because this digital crap nowadays, blah, 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 blah. It's so terrible. And I'm glad you're using a real amp. And I just replied to him. It's a Fender Princeton Tone Master, and it's all digital. On the other video, somebody was giving me all kinds of grief for playing the PRS. It was the blue PRS. And sounding and... and um, And knowing that I was using a digital amp and how terrible it was. And I wasn't. I was using tubes. And that happens all the time. That tells me that it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So I'm just going to continue to explore. I think that's my thing. I'm really excited about that, the concept of just continuing to explore. And I'm going to take you along for the ride. And whether you like it or not, that's not on to me. I'm going to just do this stuff. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, I want to do some more stuff too. That is, you know, like my new Les Paul, the frets need to be polished. They're level. You know, it's been plecked. but I want to polish the frets. Um, I want to do the fretboard, put new strings on it. I'm going to record all that stuff instead of just do it while I watch Netflix because, um, A, I haven't been watching any Netflix because I don't have time. And B, um, I want to share it with you. Not necessarily like a full-on Cletus McFarlane blog, although I would really love to do those videos, but nobody seems to like them. Um, I love making them, and they're really fun, and I think behind-the-scenes stuff is more interesting, personally, when I watch YouTube. But I don't know. I'm about to break out because I'm kind of tired of the stuff I've been doing. I know I keep going back to that, but I changed my tone as well. I put away the pedal board and went straight into the amp. Dude, I've been doing that too, man. I have been doing that too. And I really, really like that. Uh, Let's see. Let's talk about, ooh, you have an Iridium. A blue Iridium would be super fun. I would like to try one of those. Um, Let's talk about another cool thing that I'm super stoked about some collaborations that are going to blow your mind. First of all, obviously we have all the stuff with Texas toast and everybody. Um, Oh, this is, I can't read my own writing. So, okay. Um, I am in the process in the midst of right now talking back and forth with a collaboration with an artist and a group of artists that you all know. If you have been alive, you know who this is and it is really, really, I'm so excited. Um, so excited about this. Um, They were just on the Grammys. I, I'm i so excited about this. And um, it's something that it's kind of a hmm, lifelong, take me back to my childhood kind of thing. So anyway, that's all I can say about it right now. But I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, the other one is, I don't know if you guys watched the live stream yesterday or parts of the live stream. The Stuart McDonald live stream. Dude. Okay, the next time I tell you... Actually, I have it right here. Hang on. The next time I tell you that I'm going to do something ridiculous, like build a pedal from start to finish live on a live stream, somebody friggin' slapped me because it was bonkers. Here it is. It's all complete. What's really funny is when I told the gal at Stuback... That I wanted to do this, because Stumac sponsored this video, they sent all this stuff and all the tools and everything. And um, when I told her I wanted to do this, she's like, "Hmm, that pedal, the phaser, is the most complicated pedal that we kit that we have. <laughs> she said, "It takes the average person all weekend to do it." Or it wasn't out yet. It came out yesterday. But she said, it, sh- it will take the average person all weekend to do it. And I was like, how long do you think that it will take me to do it? And she said, probably four hours. Well, it took four hours and 13 minutes. <laughs> I was exhausted. My eyes hurt. I had a headache. My back was killing me. Oh my gosh. Let me know if you want to do this again. I think I would like to pick. I was, I was thinking I going to send her an email tomorrow and tell her, Send me a boost pedal or maybe a something simple, a simple overdrive, something like that, that more people would actually want to build. Because I think this thing is this is next level stuff. I mean, anybody that can read directions and that can solder relatively well can build it. But it's quite the undertaking. I, You know, there's there's a lot in there. I mean, look at that's that's a lot of stuff uh, stuck in there, you know. And so I think it will be, I think I'd like to do like a boost or a, an overdrive, something that'd be more attainable uh, for a lot of people. It was so fun to do, but oh my God, was I exhausted anyway. there's a couple things I got to finish up. I actually broke a resistor. Um, she said she watched almost the whole stream and she really liked it. So apparently um, Stumac is really happy with what we're doing. We got a bunch of other stuff. They invited me to come up there and shoot a video, which is really cool. Um, So I'm really excited. I got a bunch of other stuff coming with Stumac too. I need to actually get with her in the next week or two so we can get a couple of videos going. So that's a really cool um, collaboration that we're doing. And then um, I just got, how about just modding a pedal? You know, we could do that, I guess. I don't, it doesn't blow my hair back. Nobody's doing it anyways. I mean, I guess we could talk about it, but here's the thing with me. Why are we modding pedals in 2023? Because there are so many pedals that are just modded other pedals. I don't really have, I don't know that it's a... mm. So when I make these videos, how do I say this? I want to have fun doing them. And if I'm not going to have fun doing them, I'm not going to do it. And if it's something that will be a value to a lot of people, then I want to do it on top of that. Like they have to have both of those things. And I feel like, um, the DIY aspect of building a simple pedal is more useful than modding a pedal. Um, now, like we have a how to solder course that we have, you know, you can. this in the link in the description, um, and it's on our website too. Um, how to like replace jacks and like that kind of stuff. How to solder re- replacing jacks and whatnot, which I think is we have that content. Which I think is really good, but I feel like um, I feel like the modding thing is just kind of over. Even the people that used to mod pedals don't do it anymore. Because they know that it's better just to build a whole one. The other thing I'll tell you. One of the very first comments on that video yesterday was $99. I don't want to take it too much out of context. Because he was trying to find the benefits versus the drawbacks of building your own pedal. And he's like, 99 bucks is stupid for a pedal that you have to put together yourself. But it's not about that for me. What it's about for me is learning and appreciating I will never complain about a $250 overdrive pedal ever again because you could not pay me enough to build those every day. There's no way. Um, There's no way. And what's funny about that is that's exactly what people say when they come to a pickup winding class. Because, you know, there's the people in the comments that are like, that's only $12 worth of parts. How come it's a hundred bucks? Okay. Come on and try it. Come on and try it. And 100% of the people that have come to our pickup winding workshops to the man has said, I will never complain about how much these things cost again, knowing what goes into it. And for me, it was like a a level of appreciation gained yesterday. um, Building that thing. Um, I'm like, I one hundred percent, one hundred percent appreciate what goes into this stuff. Not including the design side and all the hours that go into it on the other side of it, just the assembly side. Um, crazy. Um, that circuit has a bit of a niche audience. Um. Oh, you you must be talking about something else. I'd like to know how to troubleshoot pedals. I think troubleshooting pedals is more about troubleshooting your the rest of your rig. If the pedal's broke, it's broke. Um, if the pot doesn't work, if the jack is busted, but that means you need to understand the rest of your signal chain. And that's a video I definitely want to do. Um, we're going to be doing some pedal board builds. I have temple audio sent me a board. Um, and we have a bunch of pedals laying around here now, you know, Gibson sent me a bunch of stuff. So I really think that we're going to do, um, some signal chain. In fact, I'm going to write this down because signal chain troubleshooting, because I think you're right. I think it is important. Um, but it's a lot, it's very simple, but I think people, especially if you're in the middle of a gig, something breaks, and you don't know what's happening, you're just kind of freaking out, it gets really frustrating because that's what happens. You know, you're oh my God, I gotta just gotta get this thing to work. Um and you kind of lose the simplicity in the moment of what you should check and how you should check it. So it might that might be a good video to do. Um the other The other uh, collaboration that is happening, for sure, because I got a text today, Uh, Phil McKnight, I'm not going to give you the date yet, because we still need to nail it down, but uh, Phil McKnight's coming on the podcast, and I'm going to be on his podcast, and there's some other stuff happening, too. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I am very excited about that. I have been keeping in touch with him more lately and, uh, I have, he is, he is a fantastic human being. I have to say he is, um, super helpful. His, um, Phil's manner on the podcast and on his YouTube videos is very matter of fact kind of I'm the same way you know I I just don't care I'm just gonna say what needs to be said and um, he is a lot like that and so it's really cool to talk to him because I know what I'm getting like he'll just say you know hey I have a question about this hey I, you know I I sent him a text the other day I, I don't really want to tell you what it was about just between me and him but I was just like hey This thing, this is what I thought was going to happen. And this is not what happened. And he's like, hmm, this is probably why this has happened to me. This is just kind of how it is. And just really, I don't know. I really, really, really like that. And um, yeah, super cool, dude. Super cool, dude. Um, Pedal board build, pedal order, power supply, routing, patch cable choices. Yeah, man, that'd actually be a bunch of videos, and I think we could probably do that. Um, in fact, I already know that runway audio would help us with that pedal board video. In fact, I will make a call to him this week and we will sort it out. Do you have a video on making and cutting cables? Um, I do not, but next time I am in Nashville. Um Austin and I have discussed doing that. How do you like lipstick pickups? Do you make any or variations? I hate making them. That's why I don't make them, but I like playing them. Um, Lipstick pickups are very difficult to make um, and expensive. So a lot of people ask about these niche pickups all the time. And I, I don't mind doing them. But the problem, here's the problem. And part of it is on the business side, and part of it is on the making side. So on the making side, the parts are very expensive and hard. You can only get the parts a few places for a lot of this stuff. So gold foils um, are the worst. Filtertrons... Um, lipstick pickups, those nichier pickups are harder to get pickups, uh, parts for, and the parts are really expensive. So on the business side of it, the problem is, is that if we only sell, I mean, we sold Filtertrons for five years, probably in five years, I probably sold 15 of them, but we sell like 15 P90s a week. So, you can't st- you can't buy enough so this is a weird business thing but if you keep something in inventory longer than 90 days it's almost like you paid for it twice that's kind of weird weird business math but the bottom line is you don't want to have stuff laying around so for me to sell 3 sets of filtertrons a year two sets of lipstick pickups a year, it's not even worth having me having the parts around. On top of the fact that they're really expensive and I can't buy them to any scale. So we buy enough P90 stuff and enough Strat stuff that it scales and I can actually afford to make them. If I couldn't buy enough, then it would they would have to cost more. And so with the, P90, with the FilterTron stuff, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Plus, FilterTrons, lipsticks, all that stuff, I hate making that stuff. It is so such a pain um three times as long as everything else really fiddly potential for damaging parts i mean all that stuff it's i hate that stuff that's why we don't do it um though all those things kind of together i'm joining your team next week oh awesome thank you you must mean like youtube membership or patreon or something Patreon's cool. They take less money. And we have more stuff over there. I, The YouTube thing and the Patreon thing used to be exactly the same. The problem is, is that I can't do no ad videos on YouTube the same way I can on Patreon. So no ads on Patreon is easier. Way easier. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. We have in the pipeline right now three new and special edition pickups coming that I'm really excited about. 2023 is going to have the most new stuff from Dylan Stone than we've ever had at once. So I'm really excited about it. not at once, but I mean in the year. Um, we got another new humbucker coming. Uh, we just had the new single coil come out. We just had another humbucker. This be, yeah, this next thing that's coming, it should be in the next two weeks or so. Um, you're all going to want it. You're just, you're all going to want it. It's going to be awesome. I just have to nail down the details, but you're all going to want it. And it's really cool. And I'm super excited about it. So yeah, man. YouTube takes 55% now. It is a bit of a rip, to tell you the truth. But that's not what is important most of the time. So, you know, I think Patreon is 8 I think they take 8%. And actually, they used to take 5%, but I upped it because that gives me the op- the ability now. I have to pay more, but it makes it to where I can do the... Um, ad free videos so you can watch everything ad free on YouTube or on Patreon. Um, Oh crap. I guess there's more models coming out. Chris, uh, I actually shipped a set of P nine, uh, firebird pickups to a buddy of mine and he's going to be shooting some videos. And those are going to be the first ones you see of the Firebird pickups. And then, because I don't have a guitar to put them in. And then we'll probably put them on the website. So, yeah. McNelly pickups makes good Filtertrons, And they make really good fire... Uh, um, What am I trying to say? Gold foils. They make really good gold foils, too. Streamlabs. So all of those services are all, um, they're not distribution things. You still need to have distribution. One of these days on Patreon, I will, um, one of these days on Patreon, maybe I will kind of give you a rundown of all of that, how all that works. Yeah, I so I know that some people use Streamlabs. I don't care about it because Patreon is already pretty established. We have 63 people, I think, which is not a lot, but it really does help. Um, and I really, I really like it. Um, yeah. Now I'm going to have to build a firebird. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about the, um, mini humbucker firebird thing. I guess we'll just out that one right now. That that is coming. The mini humbucker and firebird pickups are coming. And I think I want to buy a telly and put a, put them in the neck position of a telly. If any of you are in the market for a telly, um, I want to buy, I really want to buy an American one. Not the full boat one with the noiseless pickups and stuff. Um, The one that looks most like a vintage guitar, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I want, I really want to try one of those. I want to get one and maybe do some videos with it if somebody wants a telly when i'm done with it get with me and we'll pick one out and we'll get it bought and we'll get it we'll get it going um patreon doesn't really help you build an audience though no they don't no they don't but um that is something that so I don't really care about that outside of YouTube and Instagram Um, for the reason my audience building philosophy is a little bit different than some creators. Some people are just pushing for numbers. Um, I don't do that. Uh, If we have 81,000 subscribers right now, I want it to be 81,000 of my closest friends and nobody else. Um, the folks that we have that are, are part of what we do and the people that watch these videos watch everyone and they're really loyal to the content. They love the content. Um, they buy our products regularly. Um, and they, they support what we do cause they believe in what we do. And I would rather have 81,000 people like that than have a million rando people that don't actually watch and don't actually care about what we do. So I, it's slower. So I don't go after bulk numbers like that. I just don't. Um, not in the content that we make, not in the, how we make the content. Um, I want people to like what we do, but I have to like it first. That's the thing. And we could do all kinds of crazy stuff that I don't care about. Like we could review a hundred Harley Benton's right now and probably get a bajillion subscribers and a bunch of views. But it's just, I don't believe in it like that. I don't do it like that. So, um, I don't know. I just think it's a, I don't know. I have standards and, uh, trying to, trying to go to those, keep, keep with those, you know? Does a Floyd Rose sound different to a six-screw vintage Fender Bridge? Um, It probably feels different than it sounds. I think in in practical terms, now you could get into a ridiculous A-B argument with some boomers versus some young people in the comments, and you could argue that until the day is long. But in practical real life, what really happens is this this left hand or if you're right handed the left handed the um the fretting hand feels different and you end up playing the guitar a little bit differently so i think it's more that than oh i can feel 0.7 more seconds of sustain with blah 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 it's it has i think it has less to do with that than it does with just how the guitar feels um, i've played strats with floyds on them and they still sound like strats, you know? So it's not that Yeah, Do they, maybe will they sound a little different? Maybe because of the weight or the density of the block. Cause that can change like that. How heavy the tremolo is can change the, like the, um, cause the strings and the tremolo springs and the block are all kind of all part of what moves on a strat or any floating bridge for, for that matter. Um, and so that the weight of all that can can affect how it feels, so the and and maybe sound how it sounds a little bit, but I would not worry about it. Um, it's not something that I would spend a lot of time. I'm in the market for tele pickups. I want to upgrade my Squire Affinity. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So we have those flat six tele pickups that are really really good. I just sent a couple sets out of those today. Um. Yeah, pretty awesome. Palm muting with a Floyd is problematic. I think there's a lot of people that play Floyds that would disagree with you. Um they are flatter, so they to do take a different feel, but still the same really. <clears throat> Awesome. Are you happy with... Oh, you're talking about the Affinity versus the Classic Vibe. So here's the thing about... Here is the thing about those. This is... hmm, This applies to any guitar, really. But pick the brand you want to go with. You know? Fender, Gibson, whatever. It doesn't matter. Ibanez, anybody. Anybody. Get into their model lineup and buy the best one that you can afford to buy. Do not, if it was me, I would not read spec sheets. Because every telly is kind of a... It's not kind of a compromise, but every telly is a little bit different. Do you want it to be a vintage style guitar with a vintage style bridge? Do you want it to be a modern style guitar with a modern, you know, don't buy guitars like you buy car stereos or like you buy a cell phone. Oh, does it have this resolution of whatever? And does it have, Oh, does it do slow-mo down to 120 frames or is it 240 frames? Don't buy a guitar like that. Like, Buy the best one you can afford. um, And don't worry about anything else. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be like, yeah, but this one doesn't come with this neck radius and this one doesn't come with this fret size and whatever. I think that 90% of people do not spend way too, they spend way too much time worrying about the wrong thing. Get the one that looks the most like your childhood hero's guitar. That makes you feel the best and makes you feel like a rock star, and just buy that thing. Uh, this is one of the things that I am so over, and I'm kind of gonna try to just, yeah, stomp it. Um, let's see, graphite and cigars wants to know single single hum ninety seven R RG series made in Japan. What? pickups do you suggest ooh that one I would do our super 8 humbucker and our class our hot 5 pickups single coil pickups Uh, two hot 5 singles and the super 8 humbucker in the bridge that would be a bonkers setup you would still get kind of strattiness out of the two singles but that bridge humbucker is awesome I think there's some people in the comments that would agree with you um. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Really cool. <clears throat> I dig that a lot. So yeah. Um. Oh wow! It's five o'clock. I just looked up and realized that I was just looking at all my lists, trying to make sure that I've. Got everything that I got. Um, You guys, this has been super fun. Sharing some stuff that I'm really excited about. Something that I'm going to focus on more. Um, Content's going to lean that direction a lot more, too. You're going to see some stuff I'm super into lately. And uh, I'm actually thinking about a video, too. I got the very first Strat I've ever owned is in the closet in there. And I haven't done a video with it in a long time. It's got my prototype very it's got the very first set of strap pickups I ever made in it and um, I thought that would be kind of fun so I'm sort of excited about doing a video about that and I got new tuners for it and then we've got the an Ibanez geo up there that we've got to finish a project on um, yeah so we got a bunch of stuff going. make sure you check out the news tomorrow at 12 uh, 4 o'clock p.m. And you also check out our live stream at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all next time.